If we did not know who Jesus is, this gospel would be rightfully shocking. In fact, even knowing who Jesus is, this gospel can be shocking. Listen again to what Jesus said. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, cannot be my disciple. Now, as we listen to Jesus speak these words, and as we speak to him from our hearts this morning at Mass, as we should do every Mass to enter into conversation with our Lord, one of the first questions we should ask Jesus is, why? Lord, why did you use such strong language? Why do you demand that we hate our families and even our own lives if we are to be your disciples? Lord, are you serious? Well, first, it's important to remember what else Jesus teaches us in the gospel. Remember, our Lord affirms the first and second commandments. He says the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second, he says, is to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we are to love our neighbor and ourselves. And then Christ even commands us in the gospel to love our enemies. So clearly Christ is about love. So he's not asking us to literally hate our families, but he's using strong language to make a point. That loyalty loyalty to him must be first in our lives. The first commandment to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we have to keep that, the first commandment, we have to live that out each and every day of our life. We have to keep that number one. Love for the Lord must come before everything and anyone else. An example will help to understand this a little more. Many of you may have heard the story of St. Thomas More. St. Thomas More was the Chancellor of England during the reign of King Henry VIII. Now, Henry VIII was married to Catherine of Aragon, and he wanted that marriage annulled so that he could marry Anne Boleyn, and the Pope denied that request, rightfully. Well, Henry wasn't happy about that, So he declared himself the supreme head of the Church of England. Henry VIII wanted Thomas More to support him. He wanted Thomas More to support him as head of the Church of England. And so he asked Thomas More, in fact demanded, that Thomas More sign the oath of supremacy declaring Henry VIII as supreme head of the Church. St. Thomas More refused. Now, we know Thomas More loved his family. He loved his wife and children, so he decided to resign as chancellor. But Henry VIII did not relent. He stripped him of his property. He imprisoned him. Thomas More still refused to sign the Oath of Supremacy. And then Henry VIII had him beheaded. So why did Thomas More do this? He had a wife and children. They needed him at home. They wanted him at home. Why? Why didn't he just sign the oath of supremacy? Because he couldn't betray his Lord. He couldn't betray the truth. He couldn't betray his conscience. 
Because Thomas More was not just simply a Christian who believed in Jesus. He was a disciple who followed Christ until his death. You know, I want to cite another example from my own life. More recently, you know, before I came to St. Pius, I worked, lived and worked at the seminary of Our Lady of Providence for 12 years. And I was always impressed by many young men that I met over the years who entered the seminary even though their parents were completely opposed to it or other family members were completely opposed to it. I know women who have entered the religious life same, under the same circumstances. Parents did not support them. By the way, that's very sad. Very sad for parents not to support their children who feel called to serve Christ and the church as priests and religious. It's a beautiful vocation. It's important that parents support that, be open to God's will in their children's lives. But these young people were touched by the Lord. They desired to give their lives to Christ and the church. And they were willing to risk even rejection by their parents, even rejection by their families, because they wanted to follow the Lord. They didn't want to just believe in Jesus. They wanted to be his disciple. They wanted to follow him radically. To say I am a Christian can simply mean that I believe in Jesus, that I believe he is the Son of God, I believe he is a divine person. I believe he's the savior of the world. To say I'm a disciple means I'm willing to give my life for him. I'm willing to lay my life down for Christ. I'm going to follow him until my death. I'm not going to betray him, regardless of what the circumstances are in my life, that I am committed to following Christ each and every day. That's what it means to be a disciple. It means to put Jesus first. I think this gospel challenges us today, rightly, to really challenge me to ask the question, do I love Jesus Christ more than any other person in my life? Do I love Jesus more than my family? Do I love Jesus more than my spouse, more than my parents, more than my siblings? Do I love Jesus more than my parish? Now, some people might hear that and say, well, that, that's crazy. I, I have to love my spouse more than the Lord. Actually, no, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> the more you love Jesus, the more you can love your spouse. Think of the cell phone when it's running low on its battery. What do we do? We plug it in because it needs a charge. Scripture teaches us that God is love, right? God is love. The more I stay connected to the source of love, the more I love love himself, the more I'm able to love. If you want to love your spouse more, love Jesus more. If you want to love your children more, love Jesus more. If you want to love your family, if you want to love your friends, you want to love people that you struggle with, love Jesus more. If I want to love you more, I have to love Jesus more. The more I love Jesus, the more I can love you. That's the truth of what it means to be Christian. It's not because Jesus is a narcissist that he tells us that we have to love him above all else. He is God. He doesn't need our love. We need to love him so that we can love. This is what this gospel challenges us today to do, to keep him first. Does Jesus occupy your thoughts during the day? Do you feel affection in your life for the Lord? Is it growing? 
Is daily conversation with Jesus a priority in your life? Are you refusing to let anything get in the way of worshiping the Lord at Sunday Mass? God is love, and he calls us to love him so that we can love others. He calls us to follow him with all our hearts, minds, soul, and strength, to keep him number one in our lives. Let's ask Jesus today for that grace, to love him above all else, to be his disciple so that we can love others as he asks us to love.